Welcome back to the Quiet On Set Podcast. I'm Ewan and joining me is Lachlan. Hello, uh, on episode 170, it's uh, Oscar nominations, Oscar hype. They came out, we've got announcements, uh, less less hype, more more mm-hmm. talking about nominations. It's just the Oscars, who, who gives a fuck? Each time I do something about the Oscars, there's at least one comment that goes like, oh, imagine caring about the Oscar imagine nominations. Imagine caring. Yeah, who cares? Imagine caring. Oh, my God. What I do care about is new films uh, that release at the Sundance Film Festival. I caught a couple of them virtually. And then I also very much care about you, Lachlan. So uh, let's celebrate your birthday. You're kind of in the middle of that. It's literally your birthday today. So As we record, <laughs> yeah. yes. But the mm-hmm. podcast doesn't stop. We keep going. We mm-hmm. keep pushing through. doesn't matter what celebration it is. We still push an episode out. Finally, this week, we're covering Fallen Leaves. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot to talk about with Fallen Leaves. Yes, we'll get we'll get to it. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to, to it. it. You'll, you'll see mm-hmm. what I mean. Just you wait. Just you wait. Or skip ahead. Just, just type cones. Link below. So let's queue up the intro and get into the show. We are professionals. This is, this is a professional podcast. Yeah. Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Hello there. <laughs> Which actually did you this get is gonna me a hat a as bit... well? Um, yes. So I've got Dune Cam. <laughs> it's just a camera <laughs> with my Dune steelbook. Welcome back, Lachlan. I do have a Hello. few presents for you that I dropped. A couple of trailers, some really exciting wow. trailers. Lots of action. Thank you. Uh, and there's also there's also Agro Drift. Also, you saved the. Ag- I thought that was the the best the best one. I thought the you best saved one, that one yeah. just for my birthday to be launched. Thank you so much. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, also misspelled gift. it. I spelled Ago Drift for some reason uh, in the show notes. Anyways, uh, let's talk about a couple of trailers. Let's do Ago Drift last. We'll, we'll tease you. And, and then we got, we'll sure. get, get into the Oscar nominations again. Type codes if you want to skip around. But uh, first, the uh, Prime produced, Amazon produced Roadhouse with Jake Gyllenhaal uh, that comes out on Amazon Prime on March 21st. Had its first uh, actual trailer that it dropped and i mean you got the southpaw energy of uh jake gyllenhaal who can certainly throw a punch and my god is he jagged uh then i was about to say conor mcdavid because i'm so in the hockey talk but it's conor mcgregor right that's his name uh who also pops up yeah okay cool cool mixing them up a lot lot of connors in sports but uh, he certainly packs a punch as well uh lots of action lots of fighting i'm kind of hyped i think uh, hyped i think this looked really fun uh what did you think yeah look it, it's got me excited but I, i'm not someone who actively engages in sort of boxing movies and stuff like that now the action in this looks quite quite exciting what does actively uh, engaging look like you like you're like shadow boxing as it's happening in well the a great example <laughs> is we were going to do iron claw this week and i right really just didn't have energy to go and watch it I but just really don't boxing. really. Well, it's it's it's, it's in that world. It's it's you know Adjacent. it's fake okay. boxing. I, so yeah, yeah. it just doesn't interest me. It doesn't pique my interest, and it's the same thing with yeah. this. That doesn't really interest me. But Jake Gyllenhaal does, and to right. see Conor McGregor on screen is even more intriguing for me. So that that's yeah, that's what I'm going after. I'm gonna mm-hmm. go for go for Jake, but stay for Conor. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I feel like the action direction looks pretty sick as well. Uh, yeah, I was a bit concerned definitely. by the end of that trailer. There's a bunch of explosions and it seems to be like crime stuff. Uh, seems to probably do like a bunch of uh, like a tense moments thriller-like where the solution is always going to be, hey, I'm better than you at punching. Uh, and I feel like 
in these types of movies, the, the simpler you stay with the plot, the more animalistic you get. It's it's the more fun to be had, uh, unless you are doing like the tortured person who wants to leave the, the violent path behind or something like that. Like there's a couple of ways you can go about it, but I feel like there's not a ton. Um, and sometimes these movies kind of lose themselves in the thriller aspects of it, which are usually the weakest, but I'm excited. We don't have to wait for it too long. It actually comes out, speaking of birthdays, literally on my birthday. <laughs> So, uh, nice. by the way, which we won't be recording on that um, on that day because it's the first day. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, when this movie is coming out, man, it's going to feel like a birthday to me. Uh, Netflix acquired Hitman. I premiered in Venice. Uh, I absolutely loved it. Um, I'm a huge fan of Richard Linklater, and I think Glenn Powell is the next big movie star. Uh, he can even carry a mid-romantic uh, comedy with Sydney Sweeney, uh, set in in Sydney. Um, that's no innuendo. It's set in Sydney within anyone but you. Uh, <laughs> but Hitman is is so much fun, and I can't wait for uh, everyone else to see it on June seventh uh, on Netflix. And hopefully, it will get more than just like a week in uh, theaters. Uh, but I don't think Netflix will learn its lessons that, hey, maybe you could make some box office money. You don't have just to rely on the subscription model that has obviously peaked like a year and a half ago. But luckily, you didn't catch the trailer because you want to go in um, knowing I'm gonna nothing. I'm going to go in blind. Right? I would like to. I've, I've read many things about this. You've told me many good things about this. I yeah. would just like to experience Have it fun. as simple i don't want to know anything about it i just want to go in and watch that's all that is all yeah too much to all. i mean i i no I, that's exactly what i did i didn't even read what it was about uh and i was kind of surprised when all of this stuff started happening the only thing i'll tell you that is not really a spoiler but it's like kind of based on an actual story and then it kind of deviates from that at one point. Uh, it's just like a really fun way to do it. Linklater is so great at like fusing different types of genres together in a fun way. And mm. yeah, definitely the funniest movie, probably the funniest movie I saw last year. And hopefully it will be the funniest movie of this year as well. Monkey Man, uh, Dev Patel makes his uh, directorial debut produced by uh, Jordan Peele. And then we also got the production company uh, that was formed from... Um, David Leach, uh, who's making The Fall Guy this year, and Chad Stahelski, who has uh, made the last couple of John Wick films. Really exciting talent uh, behind the camera. Dev Patel also in front of the camera. Uh, had, a re had a longer trailer. I think it was like over three minutes long. But it showed off a lot of action um, and a lot of style as well that you kind of know from uh, the John Wick films. And uh, had me excited as well. Uh, I assume it's probably going to be the same for you Lachlan as well yeah this one looks sick but I'm also excited because it's uh Dev Patel I love yeah a lot of the stuff that he's been in and I'm excited to see a directorial debut also written by Dev mm -hmm. Patel as well I'm pretty sure so yeah that'll be um that'll be pretty sick yep. yeah I mean it's based on uh, the legend of uh Hanuman um which is I guess a, a really famous icon for in Hindi uh, mythology. I don't know anything about it. I just know that I typed it into Google and the first thing was that there was also a, a film called uh, Hanuman that is coming out this year directly from India. Uh, so I guess yeah. it's, a, it's a popular thing. I don't know if it's a Pinocchio situation where it's just like one year where to do a lot of them. But uh, yeah, I'm keen. I'm keen. Looks like great action. 
And <laughs> can't say the same thing about this uh, this next trailer, Agrodrift. Uh, we read it, I think, in a news dump, uh, quick news, a couple of weeks ago that uh, Agrodrift is going on a very limited run. I think in like a strip club, it's playing or, or something like that uh, for for the vibes, for the atmosphere. Um, Lachlan, <laughs> what do you think of the of the atmosphere of Agrodrift? Does it draw you in? Uh well, considering I'm going to be watching this in 2024. I haven't seen that many movies this year. Could be my mm-hmm. movie of the year. I don't know. We'll see. I guess could, uh, could be in your wait. top five. Could be in your top just ten. Just have to wait. I don't know. It could, yeah. it will be in my top five <laughs> one point. movies shot completely in thermal vision list. But mm. other than that, yep. uh, I don't know. I don't really think I've got anything else to to select. I, I'm interested in what you think of it. It's also like gonna be different when people can at i guess at some point maybe see this one at home because you can turn down the audio i saw it in venice and the audio level was like a high pitched high pitched sound kept peaking in a way that was like piercing to the ears every couple of seconds it was unbearable to watch i sat through the whole thing um and it was it it felt like torture (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised that like some future CIA thing they like they outlaw uh waterboarding but then you just like get strapped into like a VR version of Agrodrift. Can't can't say positive things about the film. It certainly is unique. That's what I can say about it. But anyways, that's it for the trailers this week. Let us know what uh movies you are most excited about uh for the year that maybe also already have a trailer and uh, let's talk about the Oscar nominations that came in earlier this week. Uh, we have Oppenheimer, unsurprisingly, leading the nominations with 30, 13. 13 total. That's just one short, I think, of the record high. Uh, 14 nominations, which I think like three other movies or four other movies uh, have reached. And uh, yeah, props to it. Uh, I think it's definitely a front runner. Lachlan, do you think it's it's going to take home a bunch of awards or... Is it going to fall short and, and not win? What do you think? I think that there's a possibility, but I do think there are other films out there in this list that are stronger at different elements. Again, okay. I think Oppenheimer yep. is a good film, but I don't think it's the... It's not the Lord of the Rings year where it's going to take home every single one. It's not the, the Mad yeah. Max Fury Road where it's going to take home like six or seven nominations. I think it will go down for a couple of them, but I feel like there are... Some big contenders this year, uh, especially in mm. like the supporting categories where it, it could go downy, but man, it could go almost any other uh, director in that one there. And it's the same with directing as well. I think directing's got yeah. really complicated with it's this year stacked. as well. So it's going to be yep. a, it's going to be a complicated year, but I don't think Oppenheimer is going to sweep if that's what you're question was i can't remember what your question yeah because i think that's that's probably that that is where i said the question mark and that was the the intended uh point of my question Uh, cool (laughs) but i think at the at the moment the consensus is that Oppenheimer is the front front runner for director for picture for a bunch of stuff probably not for screenplay uh but downey i think is the front runner in his category emily blunt probably not cillian murphy could certainly win over paul giambati who's also nominated in the holdovers and that's basically where it's at. And it's also got, like, I think, cinematography nominations, a bunch of tech stuff. It definitely is not doing the everything everywhere at once because it doesn't have strong contenders in the acting categories. But it could go down the route of maybe a more technical movie that actually sweeps a bunch of categories. Mm. Uh, Poor Things has 11. Um, apart from Emma Stone, I'm not sure which ones it will win. Uh, it's also matched up against Barbie in production design. 
and in uh costume design uh so yep. that will be interesting which one will come on top uh out on top barbie has eight nominations above that killers of the flower moon with 10 um probably the biggest upset was that barbie didn't get a couple of nominations that people were really expecting it to get uh they were expecting maybe a head-to-head -head with oppenheimer similar-ish amount of nomination but margot robbie uh for her lead performance and greta gervick for directing didn't get in we did get america ferrera in supporting and ryan gosling in supporting as well which was uh the ryan gosling part wasn't surprising the america ferrera was a bit more surprising that that she managed to get in over someone like margot robbie but it, it's not like hey <laughs> because someone who may you may regard as like a maybe a lesser role uh, in the film does get in the other one automatically has to get in as well because categories are different uh, but there was a lot yeah. of outcry for it the funniest thing I saw was Hillary Clinton <laughs> who tweeted Margot uh, Greta and Margot while it can sting to win the box office but not take home the gold uh, your millions of fans love you you're both so much uh, you're both so much more than Knuff which is probably like the cringiest thing I've seen in 2024 so far. And there's been some cringe stuff, uh, but hey, Hillary is still saying that she can Pokemon go to the polls and she's she's up to she's, uh, she's recent here. stuff. Uh, th there was a lot of outcry for it and I she's don't really here. see it, especially the Margot Robbie thing. I think there's stronger performances in, in lead uh, that also didn't get nominated. Uh, it's just because there was, I guess, universal love for the film and it made a shit ton of money. So there's a lot of yapping going on. Um, I think also, um, instead of her Greta Gerwig in directing, we did get the surprise nomination of Justine Trier, I think is how yeah. you say her name, for Anatomy of a Fall, which is also like very deserved. Uh, and I think all of the nominations in uh, directing, I would put above Margot Robbie's directing in Barbie. So I feel like it's also not the biggest upset. I'm really glad that the zone of interest ended up getting five nominations yeah which is which is cool maestro by the way surprising has seven nominations a bit more than i expected it to a get lot. yeah and then we got a couple of five uh five bangers with the holdovers american fiction uh the zone of interest and anatomy of a fall all getting five most notably american fiction did get two nominations in acting with jeffrey wright and sterling kim brown both getting in uh and then it got screenplay it got picture and uh it got score yeah and the holdover is also in picture most of these are i guess in best picture as well uh <laughs> napoleon got three nominations uh which was surprising maybe some people were expecting it to get nothing uh that's what happened to ferrari though uh maybe some tech awards for ferrari could have happened for in sound or something like that didn't happen past lives ended up only getting two nominations for screenplay and picture maybe we were expecting a bit more for that film society of the snow uh also got two in international and then in makeup and uh hairstyling uh the creator and dead reckoning both had the same nominations for uh sound and visual effects and then naiad got two nominations for the two performances of uh, Annette Benning and Jodie Foster. So, luckily, I'm sorry, but I, I guess you still kind of have to watch Nyad if you want to be totally in the loop for this Oscar conversation. Yeah, funny um, At the expense of May-December, which actually ended up getting only one nomination. I was really upset about it. It only got the screenplay nod. I can tell. Uh, none I can of... tell. You're frustrated. What? You... It's in your eyes. I'm, I can I'm... see it. <laughs> <It's>... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I got really frustrated, yeah, because I no, I expected it, but I'm still a bit disappointed that um they ended up going with some of the more familiar faces for the academy and didn't pick one that was maybe a bit controversial for the actors guild. Because the way that the uh, the Oscar nominations work is that each guild votes for their respective awards. So the actors SAG mainly votes for these and then for best picture everyone wrote votes a bit disappointing that i guess we didn't see more support for something like uh past lives with greta lee from sag i think sag was mainly the supporting uh sorry i think sag was mainly the disappointing part of of these awards uh nominations this year there were, there were some weird choices in score because spider-verse didn't get in uh and another film that i'm blanking on right now also didn't get the nomination um but yeah overall i think there's it's not a ton of controversy and it's just been a really strong year of film and i feel like a lot of the best films have been recognized uh so it could have definitely gone like way worse uh mm. and yeah i'm pretty happy about it uh, what's surprising in international the french film the taste of things the Dondeur de Buffon, the whatever, like the 15 title film, uh, didn't get in. Similar to the film that we're talking about today, Fallen Leaves, didn't get the nomination. Uh, but instead, we got Io Capitano from Italy. Uh, we got Perfect Days, which made me really happy. We also got the German film, The Teacher's Lounge. Um, and I'm blanking on the other two. <laughs> Uh, it's probably very obvious right now, but I, I didn't put them out. This is, by, by the way, all from memory. Uh, ah, yeah, Society of the Snow and, of course, The Zone of Interest, uh, where the other two uh, nominees in here. And I think it's, uh, I mean, The Zone of Interest is the only other one that's also in Best Picture, so it's very likely to, to take that award. But, uh, yeah, Lachlan, you being someone who definitely didn't watch, like, the, the nominations live, I don't know how, if you even looked at this whatsoever, uh, anything that stood out to you, anything else that you want to comment on? Uh, there's a lot of movies, uh, well, actually, no, there's not yes, a lot of movies period. that I have to <laughs> catch up on, uh, oh, okay. but, yeah, yep. it's interesting to see, as always, what documentaries and, and international films i have to catch up on however yeah. unlike previous years i only have to catch up on two international films not all mm. five because i've already seen yeah. zone of interest society of snow and perfect days i just gotta yep. see teacher's lounge and capitano yo capitano i captain is is what it translates to yeah, yeah. i like usually that's the case for me that i've hopefully seen most of the nominations for documentary though i went uh i have seen one of them uh, only 20 days in Mario pool and the other four were all ones that I still have to catch up on. Um, so that's, so that's the category I have to do the most work in. Yeah. I know there's a lot of, I know we haven't, we're not doing our predictions right now, but best visual yeah. effects, Godzilla, the creator, mm -hmm. guardians, mission impossible, Napoleon. Will it go to Godzilla or will it go to uh, hopefully. the creator? Uh, well, I, I would, I think the creator deserves it the most. I wouldn't be opposed to Godzilla I think the winning anything else than those two. Most likely will get that. I think Godzilla yeah. has its has its things, but the creator has, flaws, has yeah. some really, really good mm. visual effects in it. At least at least yeah. a good I know Napoleon's one is oh it's hidden VFX. You don't really see it. And I well, get it's that, very obvious, but, but still. Yeah. yeah. But the creator has both hidden and also in your face vfx and they all really 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 work yeah i mean it's a key component of literally the calf if not more than half of the characters yeah. uh just with you gotta put a big hole in their head mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
then we don't do it the more popular way with a sawed-off shotgun. <laughs> um, yeah, you yeah, that's it, that. Not me. Uh, Jeez. <laughs> I, I definitely did say that. But yeah, we'll do like a prediction video, I guess, with our nominations closer to it, and we might host another contest. Contest, we'll see. And then, um, at least for me, I'll definitely be watching the Oscars live. But because they always happen on a Sunday night, which is like into Monday for you. Uh, you usually can't really join me for that, but uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe we'll do like a watch along uh, and you guys could join as well uh, as a live stream on a channel. But that's why I later date. I mean, it's it takes a while until the ceremony ceremony actually happens. I think uh, sometime in the middle of March. So yeah, it gives a bunch of the Academy m members time to catch up on the films that they haven't seen uh, and they're about to vote on. But um, I'll be, be on the lookout for this next film to to make the Best Picture 10 because we <laughs> did just get announced that there was uh, an animated Bob the Builder movie in the works uh, starring Anthony Ramos uh, about, yeah, a, a builder who uh, goes to Piet uh, Puerto Rico, I think. And yeah, it comes from Mattel. Definitely uh, the better direction that they could go in, right? Mattel is the same company uh, that also has like Barbie. And um, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see what 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 this holds. But uh, Lachlan, have you ever watched Bob the Builder when you were a kid? Yep, that was like yeah one of the shows that I watched quite heavily. It's Bob crazy that it's such an international show because it was also mm. like very prominent here in Europe and for me in Switzerland as well. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting, like, really worldwide IP. I love Anthony Ramos, so um, looking forward to to whatever they got in store, what they got cooking for this one, or what what, what they're building. Uh, let's build. And then, um, yeah, a possible merger is potentially happening between Paramount and Skydance. Uh, David Ellison, the CEO of Skydance, has sent in an offer. Uh, to National Amusements Incorporated, which is uh, the company that uh, also owns uh, Paramount Global, uh, which also further down owns like MTV and Nickelodeon, a bunch of other outlets. Yeah, Lachlan, what do you, what do you think about this? Do you think this this is like uh, a bigger thing for for the industry if it were to happen, or is it like yeah, it's interesting. The eh? there's a, there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of merging happening right now and yeah i i'm so against mergers happening at this point uh because yeah. i can't i can't just keep having the same content pumped to me over and over again i need diversity i need more but i guess we could kind of consider this as like the the death of the old studios and there are more newer and newer studios emerging from independence yeah. and filmmakers making streaming. their own and streaming from so tech, i guess tech i guess companies sometimes i don't care as much as i used to where i used to be like no i don't want x and x to merge i don't want that and i don't want this but now i'm really just like let let them merge and yeah just leave my leave my smaller guys alone that's all i want yeah no one buy like a24 or some shit like that that would be yeah like if, if apple buys a24 that would be kind of disappointing because uh, I feel like they function without that like larger uh, like head. But I, I mean, it also takes away some of the risk, you know. You never really know if, if like um, the Civil War also were to flop similar to Bo is Afraid. How much leeway do they have to greenlight more films that cost a ton of money when they don't do like crazy well at the box office? So I mean, A24 is a studio that sells the international rights because they only do statewide distribution. Uh, so I got like an interesting 
model, but as they are expanded, expanding and also want to take on more IP, it's going to be really interesting to see what like a, an indie studio that goes bigger does as they transition. So definitely keep your eyes on a, uh, a24 and then also if if like apple were to uh acquire anything um but skydance and paramount has like notably made m movies before together like most notably i guess last year's was it last year no i guess it was two years ago now jesus time flies um top gun flies also uh yeah they made that together mission impossible is also co-production between um those two studios so it's not like they haven't worked before, worked together before, and it would be like acquiring IP similar to Amazon buying MGM and stuff like that, right? Another one mm -hmm. where like the death of an older, uh, one of the the big five of the 40s or like going back to the 30s, but like the 40s era that ended with like the ban on basically all of them owning the whole distribution circle of making the movies, um, and uh, distributing the movies and then also exhibiting the movies uh, in theaters. Uh, and yeah, it feels like we're moving closer to, to that again, where we do have the big five or like a big six or however many they are. It's also distributed differently when there's streaming, when there's, when there's uh, in theater and whatever. Yeah, I don't think this is one of the huge ones, though, in my opinion, if this were to happen, I don't think it really affects the industry a whole lot. Um, but yeah, there might be some, some bigger mergers, mergers around the corner. But yeah, luck on. Unless you got something to add here, I guess that's the end of the the news this week. No more news. No more news. No more news. Uh, similar to Fallen Leaves, there's no Russian news as you turn on the radio. It's just like, hey, another bomb went off in Mariupol. Uh, but no, in the meantime, <laughs> yes. But in the meantime, you can leave us a rating on uh, Spotify or an Apple podcast. It is greatly appreciated and uh, makes us smile each time you do it. We get like a subliminal trigger. We get like a subliminal. Fuck, I can't say it. We get like a subliminal. <laughs> we get like a subliminal trigger that just makes us smile. And especially on Luckland's birthday, like, why would you not make this boy smile? I mean, look at him. Look, he's so happy. Uh, you can also subscribe on YouTube if you're watching there for the video side. But hey, yeah, goes appreciated when you check out the content. But um. Yeah, Lachlan, we don't have uh, much to discuss this week because we've already done that, I guess, with the Oscar nominations. So you can take that as our discussion time. Like now, after the fact, it was it was sandwiched in between the news section. And let's have a look at uh, what we've been watching this week. All right, Lachlan, what have you been up to? Some series that you got to finish? TV shows. I finally had yes. time to finish TV shows. I finished Reacher. It was mm -hmm. good. Had I, fi I followed it. It was good. Cool. It's over now. Season three brought on. Finished Rick and Morty. Mm -hmm. That was um, Jeez, Rick. a good season. Uh, even yep. though it was the first season with the new voice cast, I will admit, I think that they did a great job. And I think that the stories themselves were a lot more interesting, a lot more fun than what they have been in previous seasons. I felt like they kind of reached yeah. a stalemate with the stories, but... I feel like with this new season, Dead On, I watched mm. some episodes of Knuck on Earth. Uh, I saw some uh, mm. sort of TikToks and reels of clips of it. Uh, the most famous one that I remember is the uh, the Egyptians thought the, the best thing you could do in life was die. And uh, mm. I found a lot of those little clips really hilarious and Turns out the whole the whole series is like that, and I've watched three episodes now. I've got two more to go. Just it's a satire. It's funny. 
I feel like the yeah. the, the joke gets a bit Never old, heard of it. but I'm I'm hoping that it gets better and better. But it, it's it's mm-hmm. really funny and and it got me got me actually like audibly laughing, which is is really difficult to do. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. What I want to talk about really quickly though, Ewan, because I'm pretty sure you, you've you've seen these episodes as well. Mm-hmm. True Detective, Night County. Mm-hmm. How far seen... along are you? Well, I've only seen the first two episodes because that's all that's out. Yeah. Uh, Have you seen more? Yeah, sorry. No, I've seen the whole show, yeah. Uh, Wait, you've seen the whole thing? I've seen the whole thing, yeah. Yeah, I told you a couple of weeks ago. I had this back in December. I had the screeners. Um, you had the screeners and you never told me? Well, it, it's like very, it's 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 locked to me. I can't share the screeners with you. Um, I'm very sorry. I, I told you this a couple of times. I guess you didn't read it in Discord. Kevin has been upset with me since I mentioned it like three weeks ago. and Well, I'm upset with you now, so let's forget about what Kevin's upset with you in the past few weeks. I'm upset with you now. Oh, no, I, I have an upset birthday boy in the call. All right. Jesus All right. Christ. Well, yeah. well, it's great. Well, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. What do you think about it so far? Well, fuck what I think about it. You can tell me everything that happened. <laughs> Is it worth watching to the end? Does it stay, does it stay consistently um, decent through the entire thing? Wait, wait, wait. How many episodes, how many episodes are there? It. Uh, I think there's like, uh, actually forget. <laughs> I think okay, there's cool. like eight. But, but, but it's, it's worth watching till the end. Yeah. I, I was a bit let down. It, it is a bit more of the same. Yeah. There's eight episodes when it's a bit more of the same as it, as it goes further along. No, it's sorry. It's six. It's not eight. <laughs> I looked at season three. Uh, but I think the strongest parts of it uh, are some of the characters and I wish some of the secondary characters did get a bit more uh, limelight, you know, in the dark. And it instead focuses really on our, on our, uh, the main two, I'd say. At some point, like, there's, there's not much more left that you can give them. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the, the most underwhelming part is the mystery. I think the characters are uh, solid, but I feel like I've only seen the first season. I feel like that's the strongest part of the of the show anyways. Like, some charismatic crime solvers and crime doers yeah what did you make of the first two episodes like I, is it up to that true detective quality I, for you for is the first like... for the first time i was like yep i actively want to recommend this to people again i think it's yep. solid mm-hmm. i think it's good it's mystery that's quite good the characters are good i can i feel like the 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 writing can be a little bit funny i feel like the dialogue between characters can feel a bit off um yeah I think there's, I don't think it's so much delivery. I just think it's, it's the way that certain sentences are structured and the way that they say words in a particular order just feel a bit odd. Uh, or at least maybe sometimes yeah. as well, greater conversations sometimes feel like they're a little bit stale and it that's kind of feels stiff. just like yeah. they're giving one line and the other. And I feel like that's the only criticism I can give the show right now, because I know you said that the mystery is not the most engaging part. It is the characters, but I'm actually having an interesting time waiting to see the next clue or the next solving of a mystery be done because i i am I, actively having a good time with true detective and it's it's making me want to recommend it to more and more people i'm so invested in one of the characters the the, the um, police guy's son um that also has like his, his marital struggle as he's like just working a lot and not really there for uh his wife and he has like a young son as well and I'm so incredibly invested in that character. Uh, and I feel like ultimately I've wanted even more than we end up getting from him in the show. I think I like, I gave the, the series basically like all an eight, 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 seven, 
8.88 as far as ratings go for all of the episodes. And then when I did my weekly recap, I didn't put it into like the best things I watched of the week, but actually in the mi- in the middle section, because I was still kind of let down by what my expectations were. So if you have your expectations met at the beginning of the show, I don't think it really falters or its quality drops. You just basically get a bit more of the same when I was expecting to get maybe a bit more. But uh, okay. yeah. Well, I've got six epi- uh, sorry, six episodes to, of this season. I've four. got four episodes to go, sorry. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll see, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. You report back. Because I have to watch next, it with the rest of the planet, Ewan. I have to watch it with everybody. Yeah. You don't get sorry, to watch I it early relate. and make your own opinions and then flex yeah. a few weeks later in front of your friend and be like, also, oh, I've already see seen Mr. it. I saw it back in December. If you if you want to watch Mr. and Mrs. Swift, it's still un- un- embargoed, so I can't say anything of what I think about it. But I've also seen the entire show there. Uh, I bet you've already seen name. the Anthony Ramos Bob the Builder movie as well. So <laughs> yeah, they haven't even made it yet. Uh, it's just it's it's been conceived, you know. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you know. There's there's an extension of that bit. I'm not gonna do it. But uh, yeah, that's that's all the stuff that you watched. Um, hopefully, I guess I guess in a month we can talk about uh True Detective a bit more. Yes, and in a month. Maybe do like a a review for it once uh, everyone has has been able to finish it. Um. But I watched some stuff at Sundance, also inaccessible to most. And I didn't even get, like, we, we applied for, for press this year. Uh, we didn't get it for the uh, virtual one where you um, can see a couple of films, I think, over. Well, anything in the competition was playing also virtually. Uh, the biggest film uh, seems to be A Real Pain um, that I think got the screenplay uh, award, Jesse Eisenberg one that one that seems to be like the hard hitter of uh sundance this year but i unfortunately couldn't see that one because i i did organize it in a way where i was kind of watching the films alongside someone who did have press accreditation so that's how i got to see uh five films of the festival and a real pain wasn't among them because he had saved it for another person and i'm very sad but uh, Kieran Culkin uh, gives a great performance, apparently. And again, I can't say anything about it. Another one that uh, had a lot of hype going in was Love Me, because it stars uh, Kristen Stewart and Stephen Yeun. Uh, set long after humanity's extinction, a, a boy... A, a bo- How do you say that? A boo... What, a, where are a you boy? reading it? Which one? Diddy? Uh, not Diddy. Love Me. Love me. A, a, a boy? A boy... A Bouillon. A buoy. A buoy. A buoy. A, that sounds like you. I don't know. A, a buoy yeah. is a buoy. like the thing that floats in the ocean. I know, but it's just like, it's such a weird word. I, I kind of want to know its etymology. Etymology. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah. Again, a, a buoy named me and a satellite named I am meet online and fall in love. And it basically has that concept of a decent uh black mirror episode essentially where yeah these two fall in love and they construct a world where they're basically not just like a satellite and a buoy uh uh, floating in in space and in the water but create like avatars based on someone else's likeness essentially and that's how you get kristen stewart and steven ewan in there uh, there's also like animation in it that looks pretty bad, but it's intentional the way that it looks bad, not actually in the flash way of looking bad. Uh, it's otherwise like a stunning film, 
but that whole premise runs dry so quickly and it is stuck on a very specific subsection of an AI gaining this kind of consciousness and, and love and what that means. And it maybe it could have these big ideas, but it just fumbles back so hard. I think my two and a, two and a half out of five rating is actually kind of gracious still because <laughs> uh, you could definitely see this film and absolutely hate it. But um, yeah, like, I don't know if that, I think that was like, wasn't that among your uh, anticipated films uh, when we made the list? I forget. I don't think so. Because it's the first time I'm okay. kind of hearing of it. But now that I'm, I'm reading everybody's reviews, I'm like, oh, maybe I won't yeah, watch it. Yeah, probably. So let's get to, I guess, the film that I most like uh, coming out of the fest. Diddy, uh, which surprisingly, if you check it, Diddy, Sean Wang, the director of this film, has the Oscar-nominated uh, Nai Nai and Wai Po, a documentary short about his grandmother, Oscar-nominated, Oscar right? I haven't seen that one yet. It's one of the few ones that I haven't seen yet. Uh, I think it's set to come out on Disney+, Plus. I, I guess, in January. It's still not out. I don't know when it's coming out. But funnily enough, that's his actual grandmother in the documentary, right? Of course. But in Didi, uh, the grandmother in that film is also his actual grand grandmother. It's just a really heartwarming coming-of-age film uh, set in 2008. It just completely nails that time period that... Uh, Lachlan, you probably can relate to as well, as we are about... Uh, well, I'm a bit older than you, but but not by much. Uh, it just, like, follows a maybe not, like, lovable, flawless character, but one that is uh, making his way through uh, middle school over the summer as, as he transitions into high school. And it... It was it was just a blast. I I really really like this one. Um, I'm looking forward to, uh, more people, uh, seeing it and uh, yeah, see how they connect with it. And then a couple more that I'll just give quick shoutouts to. Uh, well, not really praising them, but handling the undead was I think my number fourteen on my uh most anticipated list for 2024. It's got uh Renate Anders. Uh, Daniel Sun Lee, who both were in uh, my favorite film of 2021, uh, The Worst Person in the World. And this one basically is handling the undead. So you assume it's a zombie film, but it takes a different approach where all of it is very muted, where there's uh, like a, a, a tech thing that happens and then people come back from the dead, essentially. Uh, but it plays it so incredibly slow without much purpose. Uh, I think the direction is kind of at fault here because you got incredible talent talent in front of the camera, but it just doesn't really come together. I feel like I'm also being uh, kind of gracious for giving it a 6 out of 10. Uh, you could definitely skew lower if it's like something that you don't connect to at all. Back to something that I can recommend, Thelma. Uh, Juno Squibb plays a 90-year-old uh, woman who gets scammed uh, by someone, someone who pretends to be... Uh, her grandson t uh, tells her he's in jail and she basically uh, mails them a bunch of money. And then she goes on a, on a quest to, I guess, retrieve that money. Uh, a, a, like a search of, of independence for someone who's, uh, I guess, slowly but surely depend, has to depend more on people. And it's, it, it's like it's got a ton of really funny bits in there uh, that play on, I guess, H and its limitations. And uh, a fun one then... Uh, the last two are uh, more in the, you know, Sundance always makes 
a great effort to be as inclusive as possible when you fill out like the application you have to basically give them all of your uh information about like sex uh gender sexual orientation all of that <laughs> they really want it all uh and you can see it in their selection as well um one film that I want to briefly talk about is Layla, a struggling uh, Arab drag queen who falls in love for the first time. And essentially, that's the that's the story there. I think it had a bunch of good ideas, but I just saw like other films that did it better while I was watching it. It's it's decent. I gave it a six out of ten, and then Pony Boy gave that a five out of ten. Uh it's got Dylan O'Brien in it uh, as like a really scummy boyfriend, and it's basically like a uh, a crime thriller that uh is weakest when it does the crime filler stuff and it's about an uh intersex sex worker uh who has to deal with some some crime stuff i guess but when the the identity stuff is done whether uh, better than all of the crime things but that's the stuff that i saw at sundance and then lastly i did catch up with one richard linklater film that i haven't seen yet and i can recommend it to everyone who hasn't yet everybody wants some uh, it was kind of the culmination of we get well, it was essentially just a hitman trailer dropping i saw glenn powell richard link later let's see where they last collaborated and it was everybody wants some glenn powell also unsurprisingly is the highlight of that film it's just it's just college a bunch of goofs uh in a uh college baseball team um like not really likable characters but you get so invested in all of the uh little shenanigans and the movie kind of just ends at where a place where it feels like it's just beginning and it's kind of the best feeling that i feel like a movie can evoke in you when it's supposed to be like entertaining and pleasing and you want to be engrossed into the world that like when it ends you're like actually oh holy shit i why why is it ending i want more of this this was super intriguing and well well made so shout out to everybody wants some but uh Lachlan, that's it for what i've watched this week let's get to akikari's maki's fallen leaves in modern-day Helsinki, two lonely souls in search of love meet by chance in a karaoke bar. However, their path to happiness is beset by obstacles from lost phone numbers to mistaken addresses, alcoholism, and a charming stray dog. Yes, don't we just all love stray dog? By the way, this dog missed out on getting the palm dog or whatever it's called <laughs> because that's literally the, dog. For the best dog in palm dog <laughs> um yeah it missed out because it lost out to anatomy of a fall yeah that's that uh akika Maki is a filmmaker who makes uh usually pretty short films and uh under 90 minutes a lot of the time and i find it very pleasing uh because you get engrossed into its world so fawn leaves is no different uh having a runtime of 81 minutes only on letterbox is currently sitting at a 3.8 on imdb a 7.4 and on metacritic an 86 so you can see it's another critics darling that we are reviewing today and at a budget of uh, 1.4 million and has grossed in the theatrical market 7.8 so it's made its return and i think the biggest costs were potentially uh it's i guess film stock because this was entirely shot on 35 millimeter with like an old uh camera that was used in the 60s and to like 80s that's where you get that really old time look to it even though it is set in modern day helsinki so we get a bunch of contrasts in 
I guess it's said in modern day, we get references to the Ukraine war, to the Ukraine-Russia war, but then we also have a lot of things that would tell us, no, this is like set back in like the 60s or 70s or 80s or wh when, whatever time it is set in. Um, but you can see the film right now. It's available to uh, rent and buy on various different outlets, but you can also stream it on Mubi in a couple of different countries, not in Switzerland, although... Uh, yes, movie is available in Switzerland. You can only see it all, all in Australia. Uh, you can see it in the US, the UK, Canada, Ireland, Turkey, India, and I guess the whole of Latin America. Uh, but yeah, the film premiered in Gun, as you can see by Lachlan's uh, infame hat that he's wearing. Uh, but you missed this one in Gun. It was like one of the rare films. I think the only film from the competition that you ended up missing, right? It's the only one, and I feel bad. Yeah, I, I mean, hey, you couldn't fit in the 81 minutes. You had to watch all of the ones that were like 300 minutes long, you know? So I can't mm. fault you for skipping out on a short one. I just one couldn't like, squeeze this Is this, this even one a in. movie? Yeah. I decided to go <laughs> see... Uh, what, was that, uh, what was that really... What was that movie called? It just went from my head. The one with the eating disorder. Oh, yeah. Club Zero, which, by the way, is coming out Club this week. Club Zero. It will get, it will get uh, a non-shot out at the end. It's coming out in Switzerland this week. I went and saw and that instead. Already. And there are yeah. parts of me that hate it now that I have seen this. And I wish I saw this instead. Yeah. So uh, if you're curious about the film and don't want to be spoiled at all, then we do have a shorter non-spoiler review up on the channel up on the channel already so you can go watch that watch the film and come back but uh there will be light spoilers for uh the film ahead um but i feel like it's a movie that you can't really spoil much in maybe there's stuff that happens but it's essentially a uh triste romance story you know there's a lot of sadness a lot of loneliness uh on screen but it's the typical karismaki uh, energy as you can see like the guy has basically one poster that he does or at least one font that he puts on all of his posters uh but yeah Lachlan yeah what did you make of it did it like rope you in uh into the world where there's a lot of like film references as well the romantic side of it or did it leave you cold it did not and I feel like people are gonna hate me but I don't know I, it didn't rope me in it didn't catch me i don't know what it is maybe it's just i'm not in the the right mind space for this particular film but it didn't capture me but that's okay i can see its appeal it's visually really cool it's got an interesting look to it um yeah i can definitely see the humor would be funny to some people but i i, I can i can see the humor but i just didn't laugh audibly so yeah i i think it's a i think it's a good film like, don't get me wrong, I'm still giving it a, a pretty good score. I'm going to give it a good praise. But for me, I just didn't think it was my kind of movie. That is all. That yeah. Is all. That is all. That is all. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, going into it, I feel like for for you, a romance film that kind of nails it, it is, is tough to get. I think the last one that I recommended to you that really worked was the Before series. Uh, and I'm really happy because that would have shattered our, our friendship. <laughs> If you hate it, totally hated it. I was like, what am I seeing in this guy? If he doesn't even appreciate something that I love so much. But like with Fallen Leaves, I can definitely see, a uh, definitely see why you wouldn't really connect with it. If it's not like the, the deadpan, maybe even in some parts stoic nature of some of the characters. Uh, or not even that, just like not really emoting much. Uh, especially when it's like a returning thing for Kari's Maki. If you don't really connect to that at all, 
then it's not gonna be for you. I feel like it's a very European thing as well, even for the, the Nordic countries, which uh, I, I guess Finland wouldn't be, be really be a part of because it's Denmark, Norway, Finland. Uh, but uh, sorry, <laughs> Den Denmark, Norway, Sweden, not uh, Finland. You've that's something that people would be. A, yeah, no, that's something that people would We're, be actually. Yep, this is the last about. episode, 170 episodes. We went so uh, long. How good? Oh, we've fallen. We've fallen. So it's like it's it's separate thing. They're like closer to maybe Estonia and, and Russia, uh, even though they're like right boarding to to Sweden when it comes to language and also maybe some of the cultural behavior. Uh, but <laughs> I kind of connected to it in a way where it felt like uh, at, at points like real people that maybe don't oversell something that we are expected to get in a movie where you can see the love kind of come off and they're excited and they're like smiling and they're like nervous and giddy. You can kind of feel that still in the characters to me, but they're not, uh, aren't really letting it out. And um, it still had a lot of like depth to me and it made it that much more intriguing to get to learn about these characters. And then also the circumstances that they also kind of constrained them in a way where <laughs> they're basically for just like something not shitty to happen, which when I came out of this film, uh, because I, I saw it with the gun festival experience, um, I got to go see the one where they actually had like Kauri's Mackie come in and all of that. People were just like ready to really laugh as well. Uh, so it felt more like a happier movie than it actually is. And having it rewatched mm. uh, rewatched just today, uh, I thought this movie was was really depressing. It's uh, it's tragic. Yeah, it is sad. It's it is it's, it's so sad. Uh, Which is but why I was so confused on everybody being like, "This is such a happy, good, feel lucky movie." I was like, "What?" And it, I think it does have humor. I think one of the best moments are when uh, now now this is actual spoiler when he gets uh, hit by. Uh, a, a tram or a train and is in the hospital in a coma and she reads him from uh, an article because the nurse says that that might help and basically starts uh, reading the headlines and it's about like a, a cannibal who's eaten like or, or like chopped up uh, one of his victims and I think eaten them or something like that just something like really over the top uh, and then she switches to basically telling him a lie about like Finland willing winning the the World Cup over Brazil, um, and it, it just yeah stuff like that where like they they don't change their their tone in the voice, but the lines themselves are really funny. I don't always love that type of humor because it can run stale like really quickly. If that's all the characters are, they're like quippy, but you wouldn't see it. But I feel like Kauri's Mackie goes goes like one step beyond where. I actually found it really funny at times as well. Um, the dog did leave a bigger impression on me uh, back from Gun than I expected. Watching it back, I feel like he's pretty much like just in the background, non-existent. And the one from Anatomy of a Fall is definitely the one deserving of the honor of the the best dog of of Gun, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, was there anything else that um, I guess the visuals you you uh, mentioned that like that's something that works. What did you think about like the movies that they played or like the references to it? Did that did that do anything for yeah. you? Or? Well, it it ran. I was like, oh, I know that movie. Oh, I know that movie, and that was kind of like the engaging yeah. points for me. But I just never really engaged with the film past that. So yeah, yeah like I right. I enjoyed the story. I like where they go. I like how it ends. I like how they. I like how they eventually get together. I like the the the, mm -hmm. the 
the hurdles they have to get over to essentially yeah. get together and i like seeing where they came from and what they are kind mm -hmm. of suffering from whether it's yeah. loneliness yeah. I mean, or that's... whether it's alcoholism or hunger mm -hmm. yeah it's an it, that's an interesting part of it because it, like you could say hey maybe the circumstances are preventing them from connecting but it's actually actually like only their own struggles that are preventing yeah. them um and uh, Holapa being a, a little a bit of a silly goose who's not really, he's always drunk, but then he's also not maybe the most careful and loses a telephone number. It's like, okay, you're a bit of an idiot. And then he like is in an accident with, uh, I guess, a train, but uh, early on he also uh, with a, a water pump thingy that wasn't his fault because it was like, uh, I guess, uh, not really safe anymore. And, not refurbished, but he was also drunk when the accident happened and he keeps getting fired. And I feel like for him, it's a lot of the time, like his own doing of not getting his stuff in order with uh, his drinking problem. And for her, it's usually just like, it's always outside circumstances. Like she steals food that is expired, but you're like, yeah, but why the fuck? Like you're throwing it away. And it's like, <laughs> it's not like anyone's eating it. So why can't she take it? Um, so that's like the first thing and then she gets fired because the other guy is actually like a drug dealer and like stuff like that until she ends up at that like other i guess industrial plant thing where she moves stuff around and apparently according to the synopsis i guess it's a recycling thing that she works in at the end i don't know i didn't see that they were recycling anything uh but to me like her character was a bit lackluster on the rewatch because she doesn't have really a struggle to go through other than him getting over his struggles, uh, apart from just providing for herself, which in itself is like the same beat that she goes through. Mm. It, it makes a point that that's her, her big struggle, but I saw its shortcomings a bit more when it comes to the story aspects, but I feel like this this is also like a pretty vibey film, uh, and I just kind of vibed with it, and that's why I, I liked it more. Like, there's a lot of attention to detail uh, with the stuff that happens in the background, a lot of the, like, production design is really well done as well um and i just <clears throat> i really appreciated all of that and also like really solid performances in my opinion they, they, like you might say that they don't have a ton to do but i feel like they nail what what they go out what, what they set out to do but yeah maybe you just don't like what it is inherently yeah anything else you you want to talk about with fallen leaves uh, performances were fun they were great i i have no yeah. quarrels with them i think they both do a pretty simple job and uh nail it on the head for both of these characters and yep. yeah i i i i i again didn't love the film i don't think the film mm -hmm. i think it's because i had so much praise around it that i was expecting yeah, yeah. something else and this film mm -hmm. is inherently quite simple uh and i think yep. it starts off extremely slow and it doesn't get better until the end and that's a bit of a struggle i would like it to kind of take off at the start, like, let me get going, like, let's introduce mm -hmm. them to each other earlier and get them talking, but no, I've got to wait 50 minutes to get to that scene, so maybe it was just yeah, I was yeah. an impatient boy. Well, yeah, I guess to that, yeah, so it, I guess to that second day, because, like, the first thing is just, like, they, they watch a movie, and then when they actually meet, yeah, it takes a while until we get anything between them, because they, I guess, are bad at scheduling, which I can't, that's not something that we relate to we are so so good with scheduling even after in different time zones uh, anyways uh next time you see a akikari smaki movie in the lineup of a festival would you be 
like reluctant to go in? Would you lower your expectations no. or? I think that it, I think, uh, I, I, I do subscribe to the idea that seeing films with other people in an environment often can make screenings better. And yeah. I feel like I, I, I do agree. I think this, like your Khan screening was probably the best screening possible with having the director mm-hmm. there and having people willing to accept the film for its quirkiness and weirdness. And I feel like that would yeah. sell it more. So I, I, I would definitely go and see one of these films. What is it? Aki Karasmaki? Yeah. 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 I'd yeah. go see one of these films again. He has a, he has a pretty fun filmography as well. I haven't seen a ton of it, but uh, I programmed uh, a series of films uh, last year in the cinema that I work at uh, with the Oh my god, you weren't kidding. Every single one of his posters literally has the exact same... Oh my god. Yeah. That's That's why I I was like, hey, would you watch another film? Because I feel like a lot of his humor stays in a similar lane you know uh that kind of yeah. deadpan thing seems to be uh, again i haven't seen a ton of it but um yeah uh but i'm i'm keen to watch more of this uh most of his stuff is streaming on criterion and in some places i think on movie as well uh so if that uh i guess collaboration is, is ongoing with match factory then uh we should hopefully get distribution for his films even if they're like you know smaller with like less than two million or less than one and a half million uh, budgeted but i arrived uh at a four out of five for this one i really liked it i was considering maybe even going higher but i feel like especially like the train stuff and prolonging the struggle to to connect um ultimately made it a bit lesser because i wanted maybe them to spend more time with it but it was so focused on that solitude that loneliness uh that type of feeling when maybe i was itching a bit more for what are they like when they are connecting and they have b- struggles beyond just like alcoholism, but actually connecting as people. Um, that's kind of what I f- felt like this movie was lacking a bit. But yeah, what about you, Lachlan? The film's strong. The film works. Just doesn't work for me. That is all. That is all. Don't come after me. Ewan was the one who said Sweden wasn't a country. So yeah. I did uh, say that. Be mad at that. You said you said Sweden is not a country. It's not part of any no. of them. Yeah, I mean Sweden can go fuck themselves. That's fine. So I'm gonna give this film a three. I was about to give it a three and a half, but I think I might just do three. No, no. And then a if three, I rewatch it and I like it and I'm in, and I'm, in, I'm a different mind space, because I watched it and then I, I was like, like a- all right, cool, let's go drinking. And then yeah, that was uh, clearly not the mind space I should have been in. So maybe when I'm a little bit less maybe on a i'm just wanna on birthday weekend yeah 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 it kind of brought my birthday down (laughs) (laughs) it is a bit of a thinking about life and alternative the other alternative would have been to talk about iron claw this week which we might do next week we'll we'll see what the topic will be when we finalize it but that would have been right how grim is that film so 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 like like it's so depressing infinitely more depressing than fallen leaves i can tell you uh so <laughs> it's been another really downer uh but but yeah what would you pair up with the film uh, if you were to make a double feature quite simply easy enough recommendation uh he does a terrible job of keeping this lady's number and that is not mm-hmm. how you have sex so let me explain to you that you should go watch how to have sex 
um, uh-huh. as an alternative double feature uh, mm. with this uh, good one. Good film. one. Good so pick. You go, oh, that is what mm. I shouldn't do, and this is definitely what I shouldn't do. So, ooh, here we go. There we go. Good pick. Uh, I'm going with one of the films that are shown in the background at one point. I'm not going with Jim Jarmusch's uh, Jim Jarmusch's uh, The Dead Don't Die because that movie isn't good. Nice, uh, but. I'm going with Contempt, uh, Le Mépris by Jean-Luc Godard. Uh, it's one of the films that is shown in the background over on the right side when I think the first outside the movie theater when the aforementioned fumbling of the number happens. Uh, one of the posters does show Richard Bardo uh, on the poster of Contempt. And uh, yeah, that's the film I'll shout out to go see. I haven't seen it myself before you call me out. I checked my letterbox. I haven't seen it myself. But uh, hey, if you can, go double feature it with Fallen Leaves. Um, out this week, we uh, have Argyle, um, a movie I've seen, but I can't talk about yet. Uh, we'll see. Maybe that will be our main review of the week if Lachlan wants something light. But that's a story about a uh, crime, I guess, a crime novelist writer who basically has really close connections to stuff that actually happens in real life and then a thriller ensues where the people who are actually like behind these mob syndicates are interested in what she's going to write next because it seems to be predicting the future that that's the premise of argyle it's an interesting one but again uh, it's on the embargo so i can't talk about it just yet out in limited release in the states another film that didn't make the oscar nomination similar to fallen leaves uh Actually, two of them right now. Uh, the Promised Land, um, that would have been Denmark's submission. And it's a really, really solid period piece. Hopefully, that will get a uh, digital release soon. So we can talk about it as well on the podcast. And then The Monk and the Gun, the submission from Bhutan, who also didn't get in, is also playing in limited release in the States. And then, Lachlan, the movie that you just mentioned, How to Have Sex, I didn't is even realize. In limited in the US as well. Yeah. I feel like, to me, that movie also already released in the States. I don't know. Is it yeah. back to a limited release? I, I don't know. But I just saw it on. Um, I saw it listed there. Uh, and then out. Uh, not shutting out any of the Australian ones. I'm sorry. There's there's a ton of like Indian stuff that's coming out this week in Australia. I don't I don't know particularly. I guess why that is, but that's something that's happening. Um, but we got the Siren, an animated film about a 14 year old boy growing up in Iran and is trying to uh, escape the war torn uh, his war torn homeland by. Uh, getting on a boat and essentially getting by by making deliveries. I've seen that one and uh, yeah, can recommend it. It's a decent animated film, uh, pretty like bare bones when it comes to the animation, but the story itself is pretty cool. Uh, then the theory of everything, the Theorie von allem, a German film. Uh, I had the pleasure to talk to the director uh, early this week. The interview should be out on the Cinema Luna channel um, and I'll, I'll link it, I guess. Uh, somewhere below as well if you're interested and you i guess want to try your best best german because the interview is in german uh you can you can go see that one uh it seems i to translated getting... all to english don't worry guys yeah yeah <laughs> he's in the in the comments just like basically whenever someone new clicks on the video you start like typing comments and you do like a live transcription of it um yeah lachlan's got a very busy week after you know he's got his birthday and then he's 
Chop, chop, back to a work week. Chop, chop. Then we also got the holdovers and the Iron Claw out in Swiss theaters. And I think it's also playing like worldwide uh, in a lot of more places. So we'll see when we get to talk about uh, these two films. Luckily, I know you've seen the holdovers, but you're still catching up on the Iron Claw. So be on the lookout for reviews. And uh, yeah, maybe we even give it the spoiler review treatment on the main show. But uh, that's it. That's it for this week. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what you've been watching in the week and what you're about to watch and uh yeah we'll be back next week with a yet to be determined film we haven't made our mind up yet but um feel free to leave suggestions in the comments below yeah look, look. enjoy your birthday have a good rest of your birthday uh Thank yeah you. send the, no recommendations send some birthday wishes in the comments for luck uh he's turning 95 so we'll only have him for a couple more years i'm so, benjamin look. button this bitch <laughs>